Introducing Buckets and Beyond, your friendly neighborhood mouse podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Starting at center from UAT, live from the Luca for MVP studio, it's Jay Bunny. What it do, what it do. What's up, Ben? What's up, what's up? (laughs) Starting at small forward from University of St. Louis University. There we go. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. It's Andrew the Goon Bennett. Billiken Mafia in the house. Let's go. Whoa. Big B. <laughs> and starting at point guard from UT Arlington, your host with the most, it's Ben Seibel. The audience is here. You just can't hear him. We, got the, we lost the cable. <laughs> okay. So, um, as you know, we're the Mavs podcast talking about the start of the Mavs season. We are eight games in. The Mavs are five and three. We just uh, defeated the Toronto Raptors last night. So, um, three game win streak. You, ring the bell. Ring the bell. Yeah, we're in the playoff. Wear the horns. So, yeah, we beat the Raptors. We beat the Jazz. And then we beat the Magic. Um, and we actually had a little hangout section, session a few games before that um, to watch the Mavs play the Nets um, in Brooklyn. Uh, that was a fun, fun hang, fun get together. It was a very overtime scary victory. Game. Yes, you said that yeah. like we were in Brooklyn, but <laughs> we were just at the crib. <laughs> <laughs> they were playing in Brooklyn. We were not in Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, but uh, so we beat I, the. We... <laughs> I, I can't say. I can't. Say. <laughs> oh my god! I was about to say. Never mind. Never mind. Good <laughs> <laughs> We'll save that one for the. Uh... <laughs> Later, a Kyrie episode. Just, no. just, just want to put that out there. So what am I talking about? Yeah, put that out there. Um, yeah, the Mavericks are not going to lose to any anti semites this year. Not, not going to happen. Nope, we're one and zero, undefeated against anti semitism. Yep. Go Mavs. Yeah. Go Mavs. Until so, Luca like, releases his manifesto. <laughs> no, okay. This is how I really feel. Don't even. I'm Luca Dunches. Don't even. <laughs> Why does he sound did I, like Giannis? <laughs> Honestly, like, like what would what would Luca have to say, like in a tweet or like you find a blog post that he wrote like five years ago? What would he have to say to get you to like hop off the Luca bandwagon? To hop off the Luca for MVP train? Oh, bro. Um, he'd have to. He'd have to. I tweet, hate to make like, it personal, but if he was like, if you if he was like, I'm tired of seeing all these all these. African Americans taking over the, my, my game of basketball. Like, why it, does it, that it guy sound African? Like, I don't know. Is that an African? I don't know. I don't know how it that sounded kind of Giannis. It sounded kind of Giannis. <laughs> like, well, Giannis is European too. Is the same. Yeah. All Europeans are the same. He if but, he if he tweeted out some mind comp shit, that would that would have to be the end of it. I think. Yeah. This is. But I mean, a, if he was like a, a really dark light, I would I would be okay with that. <laughs> at the same not not like all not like Kyrie level let me slow down but you know if he was like if he was like you know what I, you know like like I, I, I you know like there's a lot of lust history you know like like but there's, there's no room for <laughs> this hatred, sounds but... exactly like Giannis <laughs> this, sounds, this, this is such this is a, a good a Milwaukee Bucks podcast it's well, kind of eerie like I said bro, they're, both, they're both European talk bro. about how you like smoothies <laughs> No, nah, bro, not, not even my Giannis person like smoothies. <laughs> no, bro, that, that, is, that was Luca. That was racist Luca. <laughs> what? No, I, I racist, racist Luca apparently sounds exactly like Giannis. <laughs> yeah, bro, it's a new era of buckets, all right? We got racist Luca. We got, oh, we, yeah, no. we might have a, yeah, bro. <laughs> but the Mavs, anyway, are, the Mavs are five and three. So five and three. What? So what, are there any standout games? Because we really haven't recorded a pod since the first game where we lost the Suns. So is there any like particular moment or a, a particular game that really jumped out at you uh, um, in, in this past seven game stretch? Um, I went to the jazz game. That was oh, an interesting hey, one. Shout out to Trey. Uh, homeboys over here, actually in the stew. We, uh, yeah, that was a wild game. Jazz were up a lot early you know they were kind of shooting us out of the building it was looking like an l for like the first half pretty much but man like the boys got hot the boys got hot and you know they wrapped that one up that was a fun game to go to 
Jazz are really interesting. I think they're like they've only seven lost and three. One. Yeah, seven and three now. Yeah, but they've only lost twice. But yeah, they're starting to cool off. But yeah, like Lori Marketing, man, he's balling out. They're not a terrible team, but Jordan Clarkson, he's he's, he's beefing up. He's he's still doing his thing. More and more minutes for him. More and more minutes, for, like more more power for Connolly with uh with you know uh big bro out, big bro uh in quotes, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, big move, one of the bigger moves this this summer. Y'all you will remember if you're an NBA fan at all. You know, he moved to the Cavs and stuff, and Cavs are looking good too. But yeah, that was that was one that was fun just because I went to it. But really, honestly, man, like I say, like there's no big highlight game. All the games have been super exciting early in the season. But this kind of feels like the same old Mavs, bro. It feels like like yeah, like like we beat the we beat the Raptors last night, but it was like it was kind of a repeat of you know, the other games that we've had, and we're winning them, which is all that matters, you know, by the end of the season, we're still going to be contending, but, but excluding the Grizzlies game where we smoked them by 41 points, excluding that game, we have lost by two. We've lost by, we've lost by two twice. We've won by four in overtime. We've lost by six in overtime. We've won by nine. We've won by three. And in our last three games, we won by nine three and one point last night so every win and almost all almost all of our win six out of the let's see seven out of the eight games have all been decided by single digits um so it's it's great it's exciting that we're five and three i think after last night's game there was a feeling of like oh shoot we're doing the same thing in the fourth quarter we're giving we're up, up a big by 19 lead. And yeah, then, yeah, they can't. Probably we let them scramble back into it, and we win by one. I felt like after last night's game, there was a little bit of a feeling. Maybe just riding the high of three straight wins gets you into this feeling of like, okay, we're starting to figure things out. Um, we're starting to kind of get some stuff together, but there's obviously still some some work left to do because because we're playing. We're pl- in some cases we're playing down to some teams. In some cases we're we're not holding fourth quarter leads. I think the rotations are still a little jumbled. Um, we've learned one thing early on. It's JaVel McGee cannot start for this team, at least not right now. Cannot yeah. be in the starting lineup. Honestly, probably should not be getting very many minutes. Um, so we're, we're learning more and more about this team. And luckily, we're learning more in wins as opposed to learning a lot from the losses. Um, so yeah, I'm generally in a positive space. The fourth quarter breakdowns are concerning. I'm going to put my two cents out there that I think that is a Jalen Brunson hangover effect. Uh, some of the fourth quarter problems we run into is due to the lack of like having a clutch guy like Brunson or a, a third, a second or third ball handler relying on Spencer and Luca has, has worked so far, but you're going to run into some stretches where, where we might some opposing teams are putting, putting a run on us late into the fourth quarter games. Um, I feel fairly confident we'll figure it out, but I think that's, that's been the story. I think so far is just a glaring issue of like closing out games has been, I think the biggest issue for this team. Uh, we we could be seven and one if we were closing out games the way we were supposed to. Um, so all in all, it's a positive. We're five and three, like winning record. We'll take it. But it's the, it's the closeouts that are killing us right now. Mm-hmm. Ben, anything anything that you've noticed over the first eight? Yeah, I think um, I think it's what the team is still figuring itself out. There's, there's lineups that kid is clearly messing with as like starting lineup, or I think the starting and the closing lineups are the two that are in like, have been in the most flux in a way, or the closing lineups tend to have, uh, have Maxi in them. And then like Dorian and, and Reggie, um, as like to be, to be like the shutdown lineup. I think, think that's the problem. And then, but on the dark side of that is like, you know, they need to be wide open to shoot. And when they do shoot, it's not like they're not always knocking it down. So you're, you're, you're hoping for defense and sometimes you get it, but there's not as much offense coming in on the other side of that. So I'm curious on how, how they kind of mess with that. Do they bring Josh green in a little bit more or do they 
um, kind of bring in like Christian Wood. Um, that's something we can kind of talk about later, but I'm curious on how that works. Cause the starting lineup, I'm not as, um, I, I think they've kind of done what I'm surprised they moved so quickly off. We've, of we've, we've found the answer. We've found the answer. And his name is Dwight there Powell. all along. Yeah. yeah Dwight Powell, right. bro. Yeah. He's a, um, still the guy. <laughs> I think I'm just amazed on how, how Luca has just come back and just such a like force already. He's uh, so just like, just to kind of segue into our Luca for MVP campaign, Luca is leading the league in scoring at 36 points per game. And he started Ooh. the year with eight games with 30 plus points. The first one to do it since Wilt. He's number one in usage, number one in assist percentage, number one in um, points per possession and pick and roll uh, as the ball handler. And number two at drives per game shooting 74% on drives. 74. That that's just like, he's doing whatever he uh, wants. Real. And his three point shot isn't even there yet. It's like in the 20s, like around 26%. And he's averaging 36. So he's getting whatever he wants in the paint. His free throw percentage is better. I think he's leading the team in, in assists and rebounds and, and scoring and steals. Oh, I didn't know that. And steals. So yeah. I think Luca is just a man on a mission. And I think he, he knows he has to step up while the team figures itself out. He can kind of, you know, he's putting the team on his back and it's just really been really fun to watch. So that last little bit that you mentioned, Ben, are you assuming, I think you, you, you place like Luca has been dominant. There have been comparisons to like Wilt Chamberlain for like longest streaks of 30 plus points per game. Um, But I think part of what you just said is the assumption that he will start to, take a step back from from some of the dominance and from some some of the dominant displays once the rest of the team has figured itself out uh are we are we safe in assuming that he won't be this version of luca in a month or in two months when the rest of the guys have found their shot because i think i think that's the only the well not the only concern but a big concern i've seen from folks is his usage rate is sky high can can he maintain this clip over a long stretch of the season or is he going to break down is he going to need time off or will or will guys start to pick up the slack a little bit more i'm curious yeah. to hear y'all's thoughts jay yeah i mean i'm i'm all for the luca hydraulics you know like if he i didn't realize he was 74 percent like in drives bro if he's yeah, I've noticed, bro. If he's taking guys on, it's a favorable matchup. He's he averaging yeah. he's averaging a point per minute. A point per yeah, that's insane. Yeah. It's insane, bro. It's insane. So, and we're winning games, bro. And on on paper, we're one of the more high powered offenses in the in the league, and we've managed to you know pick it up, squeeze these last couple of games out. On defense, like defense is looking rough, but we had a strong defensive team last year. So if if we could if we could you know kind of reconnect in, in certain ways to last year, you know, you, you'd think that we'd get it together and, and, and get better. I, I'm off the Luca ball. I would rather us just push Luca to MVP this year. You know, like we're eight games in, I, I don't know how much of the season that is, but 10%, a little keep, less than 10%, a little, yeah. Let's see. Like if, we, if we're about 10% in, then, then if I'm JK, I'm like, yo, this is like, Luca, 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 and then you guys are like, we got to treat this like a Starcraft, or you know, it's gonna be like League of Legends, basically, bro. Like you get like he's the champion, and then you guys are just, you know, just take damage for him, you know, like like get fouls, get the get however many points. Like if Luca has fifty points, we we need, you know, we're gonna need another seventy. <laughs> so y'all need to go divvy that up, figure out who's gonna <laughs> figure out who's gonna get farmed, who's gonna get farmed for those points, and and handle that. It, I mean, it clearly, it, if I the guess. season if yeah. the season ended today, Luca would be MVP. I think it would be between Luca and Giannis, mm-hmm, pretty right, much for sure. And the only are Giannis's argument is his team is eight zero right now, right? Um, but Luca is this is an MVP season. It's an MVP caliber yeah. season. The question becomes: Can the team and can Luca maintain it for eighty two games as opposed to like eight? Ben, D, 
I, I think like, because he's started the season, it's in, you know, he's clearly in a lot better shape than he was last year. I think you can already see the difference of, of like how he's able to last longer in games. Uh, typically he cut out, he I remember, cut out the Whataburger for sure. <laughs> for <laughs> must've been something. Cause I remember last season there was, there were points in the game where you could just tell he was exhausted because of how much he had been doing up to that point. And, and, and now it's there. I feel like there's a lot less of that. Uh, and he just looks better and he looks like he's in better shape. I think what, what's tricky is like to win MVP, you have to have a good record. So it, it, even if he, even if Luca go keeps continues on the streak, but we're not winning it, it, it it's kind of, it, it won't matter. So I think that, um, given time kid, once kid figures out the lineups, once kid figures out, you know, where but it needs to be, then they can get a better chance to, to step up like your Christian Woods, or your Spencer Dinwiddie's to give him that support. Um, I don't, I don't think it'll get to the point where the, the Mavs supporting cast just is just kind of leaving him hanging. I feel like it seems like there's, there's just, they're just trying to get the pieces in the right place just so that, you know, he, he doesn't have to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Reggie, Reggie Bullock still hasn't found his shot. Maxi is still figuring out his shot or yeah, you've got some guys are still in kind of an early season shooting slump uh, that you, ex- that you fully expect to, to rebound. Um, I think, I think I saw on Twitter, somebody said something to the effect of like, I, that, the idea that when Luca saw uh, like Jalen leaving and people were saying, who's going to be the, you know, number two scorer, he's like, I right, bet like, <laughs> like I'll, I'll be yeah. both and I'll like take it all on. And I think initially you're kind of like, Oh, like we don't, we don't want you to do too much, but it seems like he's holding up while he's performing at this extremely high level. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think we're off to a better start just because of that. Yeah, that's super exciting. That like fire. I, I like felt like <laughs> I felt like a little bit of hype in my chest as you were saying that because if he's gonna LeBron James, he's shown he's LeBron James in the playoffs when it counts. You know, we were not supposed to. We did not expect that to happen last year. What we did, you know, up by up by forty points at the half game set. You know, game seven going into the conference final. You know, that was a crazy. Um, season last year and how he how he even got it together when he was healthy you know like go back to january go back to february you know uh, yeah his one the biggest weakness in his resume from last season was the slow start he spent the first month month and a half of the season and slow start for luka Doncic is still all-star level but it's not mvp caliber he's eliminated that we just need the team to continue to win games and put them at the towards the upper echelon of teams. And I think, I think it's his, his to lose. Um, and, and as frustrating, like as, as frustrating as the end of that Raptors game was, I feel like that was a, a, a Luca for MVP case in that, just that whole, the way he performed. Um, if you don't know much about the Raptors, they're practically built to defend uh they all have everybody has a seven foot wingspan. They're all super athletic. They all they tried to like uh, you know get a bunch of Giannis's or or like Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, like a bunch of dudes that are meant to like be pests on defense. So going into this game, people were like, "Well, he's probably going to not have his thirty point game against these guys. Like they're you know they're good defense," and he just tore them apart. Like he like picked Eviscerated. like picked, yeah. picked them apart. Um, and, and that's just kind of the mode he's in. I think, I think he realizes that, you know, he's, he's, in, he's, in, he's healthy, he's feeling good. And, and he, he just knows how to pick them apart, even if they're built in, you know, air quotes, you know, to stop him, that didn't matter. And, and it was, it was really fun to watch, uh, some of these shots he's making are just ridiculous. And, um, yeah, I'm, we're, we're still, yeah, he's had we're, a ton campaigning. of, a ton of yeah the strongest campaign has been some of the highlights out of last night's game um and i mean throughout the season but just uh yeah some absolutely befuddling and i know and i know it is getting traction when i see like spurs fans on the timeline or like national twitter accounts or national folks sports center or like whoever 
tweeting about like this is absurd this is this is filthy this is this should be illegal like what he's doing to folks um so yeah the 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 campaign is strong we're marching on to april we're through october like yeah i I like i like how you pointed out like last year was his biggest you know deterrent to winning mvp was that slow start and he's like all right bet I'm going to have one of the best starts that any players ever had ever. And he's going, I'm going to have a better start. I'm going to go after Wilt Chamberlain for most consecutive games scoring 30 plus points. You if might he say he's took it personal. There, then, by the way, Wilt, he went like, like 20 something games or like 23. Yeah. That, that record is insane. And, yeah. and not, I don't know. He did it that's two not, separate times. He had like an eight game, seven or eight game streak. And then he had like a, a 23, 24 game streak. Oh my god, bro! Um, yeah, like I don't know. The, the league was different back then. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, if he gets halfway there, we need to just. If I'm Jason Kidd, I'm like, look, I'm sorry, guys, Christian Wood. I'm sorry. I know, I know, I know. We told you you're going to be like, this is your chance to be yeah, da, 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 you know, uh, Robin. But nah, bro, like we, we're pushing Luca. But here's Ooh. here's maybe the question that I was trying to get out earlier is Luca scoring 36 a night and doing everything he's doing right now is that the recipe to get to it like a championship like yeah, is it, that it, is that what's going to get this team I think it I think it's it worth a shot I think I think, I think it, <laughs> it, uh for this team I feel like he might need to as long as he's like it's one thing to just score 36 points but he's also like getting like nine assists a game. So it's not like he's, he's doing, it's just his shooting. It's, it's him like getting everybody else involved. Um, I wouldn't say like it, if that makes sense. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it's, but it's still the amount of like, there have been some critiques of like, it's the, and this is part of like the roster construction. Some of it comes down to like Luca's style of play and the other half is like the roster construction where like you have a bunch of guys who need somebody stirring the pot to get them involved. You need, you know, Luca's head chef and he's stirring up the ingredients and you have Reggie and, and Tim and Maxi and all these guys who need the table to be set for them to be successful. That's just, mm-hmm. that's just the, this is the lineup we have. This is the, you go to war with the roster you have and that's all fine and well until like Luca has to rest. Luca has to take time off. Um, it, it's more so it's less so the scoring and it's more just like the ball dominance and the like usage rate. If that is sustainable. And if that is um, if that, if that's the recipe for success going down the line. Um, it's, def- it's definitely something to keep an eye on it. Like, do I think it'll be 36 points? Like, you know, 50 games from now, that's, that's asking a lot. Um, and it's just, just, we had to remind ourselves it's just, you know, we're, we've got a, what, eight game sample size. So I can see it kind of, you know, coming down to like 33 years or, or something like that. Uh, but um, I mean, bro, I, I, my fantasy is that they crank it up in that, in that ultimately we, we talk about how Steph Curry changed the game of basketball, but just like how Steph made it to where, like, he reminded us, like, hey, bro, like, y'all need, you know, Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr got the calculator out. I started shooting, and, and, and you know, if, if y'all just shoot, like, you'll, you'll, you know, you'll be the best team ever, man. Like, you just gotta be me, bro. It's gotta be zippy, gotta be quick, you know, lots of pick and rolls, lots of shooting. And, and Mavs kind of, Mavs kind of evolved from that, I sort of think. But where we, where we, where we're evolving out of that shell could be like a football, um, a, a quarterback type situation, you know, where it's, it's not just a point guard. It's, it's, more, it's like a quarterback now to where Luca's got the highest usage rate ever. He's in the GOAT conversation because of things like this, of things like, okay, but but he's like, but he did the most da-da-da-da-da. He, he, nobody else has a team of dudes in, in, their, in their winning championships. You know, if it turns into that, you know, then the way you, it'll be it's like world of warcraft bro you have like a tank 
like an RPG or, uh, you know, you know, all like all the game, you know, there's a lot of game gotta, theory behind having a tank. There's a lot of game theory behind this. Like you, you have, a, have tank, a ding for every time it's a wow you reference. have damage guys. <laughs> so your AOE, you get your AOE, you get your healer, you get your tank. We need, right. Yeah. <laughs> if that's the paradigm where we're headed, you know, I, Dwight I would Powell like to see is the tank the on this team. Dwight Powell is oh, the yeah. tank if he's, he's anything. The, he's on. definitely the, yeah, a tank of, yeah. He's, he's the tank, but Luke is like the the uh, I don't know if he's the damage guy or what, but I I would consider I would call him I would call Luke the tank I, I, for the usage alone. If he's gonna have the highest usage ever for an NBA player and and also be, you know, thirty something points per game, yeah. And also, but he's also got that Soviet strength, dude. He's he's I've been saying for a long time a lot like <laughs> we're, we're, the league is soft, bro. These guys are lay, are laying down in like Tempur-Pedics and stuff and. Yeah, I'm not calling them soft, but like, but it, it the game's been bitched up over the years. And, and if somebody, and if somebody is willing to, I'm not going to say willing to be like rugged or whatever, but, but yeah, I mean, if someone's going to, if someone's about to play wilt minutes, then they're, they're going to, they're going to shake it up because no, because everybody else has opted out of that. You know, everybody else has given up on that and, and is, is in full on like, this is my, this is my job mode, you know? Yeah. So, I would like to I, see Luca kind of he's he's kind of a douche, bro. He's kind of like, look, man, like he's kind of strictly business, you know. I'll leave it at this. We we are currently playing. This is my two my two cents, and I'll just leave it at this and we can move on to uh some other players on the roster. Cause there there is there are other players on the roster that I'd love to talk about. Um we are playing Luca, I think, and we we are fantasizing about him right now, like we are playing a 2K season with injuries turned off. We're playing a my player season with injuries turned off and that's all fine. And Danny, like we can put up, he can put up video game numbers, but the injuries are not turned off the, that on, on this, on this 2k run on this season, like there are very real um, implications. I just looked up last year. He led the league at 37% for his usage rate. He is currently at 39.4% which I'm pretty sure will it will that will set a record if it holds um, for context, Steph Curry had a 30% usage rate last season. Um, I think Nikola Jokic had a 31.8 Devin Booker, 32, 31.9 Jason Tatum, 32. So he is, he is far and away. I think the next closest is maybe Giannis so far, Giannis and Embiid. So like, yeah, that's, it's MVP caliber. If you if you're gonna be MVP, you're gonna be have a high usage rate. Is your team gonna win the NBA Finals? We don't. Maybe. Jerry's still out. Um, to be determined. Yeah, True. Ben. Do yeah. do do you want to get into any Real other quick. guys uh, on our lineup? Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about Christian Wood's role. I know we've been diving into Luca a lot, but Christian Wood is our you know the trade we made for him. I was really excited about him coming into this season. And then he kind of goes off on, on the first three games of the season as like a 25, 25, 23 point games. And I'm just really excited at, you know, on what the potential is. Cause now Luca has a pick and pop partner and, and they just, you know, he could fit really well in the offense. And the, the downside, however, has been Christian Wood getting a lot like lost on defense, uh, I mean, he's, he's been on a lot of bad teams where I doubt they emphasize defense, uh, but on Chris, on Jason Kidd's team, like it's, you know, it's a very important to be a part of the defensive scheme and where you're supposed to be. And, and, and because he's not where he needs to be, um, Maxi Kleba our one of our better defenders has to share the court with him just to kind of make up for any, you know, defensive mishaps or anything like that. Um, so he's, he's still been coming off the bench. He hasn't, um, he hasn't started yet. And I think the fans are kind of an uproar about that. Uh, especially after those first three games, people were saying like, Oh, like he needs to be starting. Um, I personally don't think he, it, it matters if he starts. I think he needs to get, we need to get him comfortable to the point where he's a part of the closing lineups. And that's where I, I think I would, you know, um, I, I like if he starts, I, I don't think that makes a huge difference. I think we need to, because, doesn't make a huge difference because Dwight Powell has come in and has stabilized the starting lineup a little bit. He's he's right. Yeah. 
So yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I think like if we use him off the bench and kind of get him to feast off of the bench units of opposing teams, awesome. And let's work on getting him comfortable for those fourth quarter minutes where maybe him and Maxi can mix it up or, you know, maybe he can take Reggie or, or, um, or Dorian's spot. Um, but I think, yeah, that, that's kind of where I'm at. Where, where are you guys at with where, whether he should start or how, how are you feeling or, or what, what do you think? Um, I, the minutes going down is the most, is the most annoying thing, but I mean, like Dwight Powell coming in, you know, was still having JaVel in the mix that, you know, that that'll happen, I guess, just doing the math, but I would like to see him play more. And yeah, I would just having him be like a, a, a second unit guy would be sick. He could, I'm not concerned about him starting much anymore because his offense is fire. All right. He can make, he can make buckets. He's made a lot of clutch like offensive stretches for us, you know, like, like when, when he does come in and, uh, you know, Luke is on the bench and, and yeah, like the other team's catching up cause, cause you know, he's playing defense. He's playing on the other side of the court too, but, but he's, he's putting up buckets and he's keeping us in games uh, through a lot of it. And, and, you know, I'm sort of down with having to be the second guy just because Luca is your guy. And although Wood can shoot, shoot with them too. Um, yeah. If he could, if he could always have that that three point shot on, then he doesn't need to get hot. He doesn't need to like warm up or whatever, or you know, burn minutes in the, in the beginning of the game, um, getting hot with Luca because because you know once Luca's tired, we'll just have another fresh body out there who we know his triggers. His, you know, we know his gun game is fire. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I do think this the starting lineup thing is is kind of symbolic. It's more a sim, symbolic thing, especially with like the way that lineups are so fluid in the NBA these days. Um, so like starting feels like feels like kind of mind games with the coaching staff in the front office. It kind of feels like, oh, like sixth man of the year doesn't maybe doesn't need doesn't require as big of a contract as say like all-star caliber like center or power forward so a part of it it part of it feels like it is engineered by the Mavs to keep his value keep his value down since this is a contract year like there's there's I'm fully ready to kind of start to put on the tinfoil cap the longer we go with him playing as like a reserve the longer, the more I'm going to be putting on that tinfoil cap of like, we, we simply just want to keep his value depressed so that when we resign him, we don't have to fork up as big of a chunk of change. I'm thinking now, like Luca could be behind this too. Like if Luca was in the meetings with them, when they're trying to pick a play, he's like, look, man, I'm like, I'm going to be the guy starting. No, I'm not, I'm not going that far. I'm not going that far, but I do think like (laughs) Mark, Nico, Jason, like it behooves them to if you feel like this guy, I mean, what we've seen from him in flashes is like a great pick and roll, pick and pop partner with Luca, a younger guy. He's, I mean, he's 27. Here's so starting or not, future contract negotiations, regardless, he has looked like our second, maybe our third best player behind Spencer. He's getting less playing time than Spencer right now. So we haven't gotten to see as much, but he's, He's the second most talented guy on this roster, probably, which means he needs to be getting more time playing alongside Luca and he needs to be getting more minutes in general. Right now, he has fewer, he is averaging fewer minutes per game just on a minutes by minutes basis, fewer than Maxi, fewer than Reggie, fewer than Dorian, fewer than Spencer, fewer than Luca, obviously, but like fewer than those three guys. He is younger than all three of those guys. We have, we're again, I hate, I feel like this episode, I'm just harping on like, we have to watch guys minutes and like be the, be the bean counter. That's like, but Reggie has not looked good to start the season. We know that he doesn't shoot the ball very well to start the season, but he and Dorian have played massive minutes throughout the last few seasons into that deep playoff run. Maxi is 31. Reggie is 31. Like these guys are not spring chickens. And so there's a part of me that's like, why, why won't you play? And this, and we, this will lead into our Josh Green conversation, but like, I, I'm on the, I'm, I'm on like Christian Wood must needs to play 30 minutes a night. 
he needs to be pushing 30 minutes a night, regardless of whether he starts or not. He needs to be playing 30 minutes a night and he needs to be playing more with Luca because if he is your second or third best player, he needs to be on the court more with your best player. Because I do think long-term when we get to March or April and we're thinking about like, what is our death lineup? What is the, what is the best lineup we can put on the floor? What is the lineup that is going to play folks out of, out of, out of the gym? And what is the lineup that's going to win us playoff games? It's a lineup where Luca and Christian Wood are playing at the same time. So like, obviously we're eight games in, like we're still tinkering. We're still figuring that out. But the way I think you figure that out is by playing them together more. Um, I also want to point like Christian Wood is playing just a little bit more than Tim Hardaway. He's averaging like one more minute a game than Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway is not our second or third best player. Like, he should not be playing as many minutes as Tim Hardaway. Like there's a clear, like there's a clear example. And, and I get, he is get he does get lost on defense. There are these lapses, but again, I think that's something that will get fixed with more playing time with more practice. Um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a Javel McGee. It has looked like he is not willing to, I don't think, I don't think that's necessarily the issue with Christian Wood. Um, so yeah, that's that's my two cents on Christian Wood. Like we must play him more, just partly to see what we have and to see like what is going to be the lineup that is going to win us playoff games. Um, because we've seen the fourth quarter lineups we've been rolling out there have not been getting the job done, and some of that, you know, goes into keeping Christian Wood in or keeping Luke in or keeping Josh Green in. Um, you know, and, and I, yeah, this isn't like doom and gloom. It's just to say, like, I think we're going to see these changes. It's just a question of how long it's going to take. Ben, you feel like you're chewing on something. Yeah. I, th- I think it, I think the way that kid has handled this, I, it, it seems to me like he's like, like similar to with, you know, with the whole JaVale McGee thing, uh, you know, he trusts his guys. He trusts like the Dorians, the Reggies and the Maxis of the world, because they are good defenders and they know the system. They know where to be. So I wouldn't be shocked if we record next week and it's still the same amount of minutes, but you know, I think we, we as fans kind of have to understand, like maybe they're like, they're bringing him on along, but they're not going to like throw him into the fire. Like, okay, figure out how to be like good on defense. Um, I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but I think like there, he, 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 he has to step up in that area. And I think in kids eyes, he has to step up to a certain amount before he gives him those minutes, if I had to guess, but it doesn't help when those defenders are like clanking threes, you know, when they (laughs) they need to make them. Reggie has a negative six rating or negative 16. Uh, Christian's defensive rating so far this year is better than Reggie, Maxi, Dorian, and Spencer. It's better than all of them. And part of that is he's playing against second units. He's playing against <laughs> he's playing against the worst players. But his offensive rating is also better than Dorian, Maxi, and Reggie. And part of that is he's playing against second units. But like, yeah, he. I, I am kind of in the like baptism by fire camp of like, <laughs> look, like you don't throw him in the deep end, but like he's an NBA player. He's a big boy. He's 27 years old. He can handle it. Like he can, he can handle it. It's okay. Um, I feel he, you, bro. But it, if Luke is happy, if we're winning games, if the MVP, if, if, if like, bro, if Luke is happy and we're like, the fans are happy. I mean, I, we're barely eking out wins. It looks like the same old maps, but but all these things you're pointing out. If Jason Kidd's like, if he thinks he's an anime character, and 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 he's will is he's willing to keep these obvious, uh, he's willing to keep these obvious, you know, spells in his you know in, in his back pocket. It feels and, it feels very much like yeah, an anime character or like it's like come on, coach, you got to put me in. I'm better than all these bums. And he's like, no. You're going to learn humility and respect by <laughs> yeah. sitting on the bench. It's like, no, come on, sensei, we're losing. Like, let me, 
yeah it- <laughs> yeah and then in the dire moment they like they have that moment where they like recognize like yeah bro i've been spinning you over but like you, you the real like you actually the realist like go out there and you know you, you know super saiyan to you know whatever whatever you know right <laughs> we have yeah. we have seen that he's willing to bench javale he through eight games it was like it was clear he cannot start so Javale's probably in on if, if this is if, if the anime look if, if this is anime if this is the Mavs anime season Ben's on there. I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I just love the, the this is like, all the, concocted. The like, palm. yes, JaVale will be starting to humble Christian Wood, and JaVale's like, yeah, JaVale's yeah, yeah. JaVale's in on it if because JaVale's like the same age as Jason Kidd, bro. Like, if, if, if this is the if this is what's going on, then JaVale's in on it, and he's like, they're both like, they're both Gen Xers, you know. He's like, I'll I'll be starting, you know, I have more experience than you, Christian, like, you know, whatever. And the Christian's like, uh, okay, bro, whatever, like, uh. <laughs> Javale's over here, like trying to trying to big bro me, but you know him and you know. Meanwhile, him and him and JK are like winking at each other, like yeah, you know, like you know, Christian. We know Christian is raw, but we're gonna like kind of like haze him in a way, or you know, keep him in his place. You know, or uh, uh, Kakashi Sensei him, like you know, for the anime heads out there, like like you know, kind of just keep him in his place, bro. Be like, all right, bro, like 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 we. I know you're hot, but like like you know, this this is real life. All right, it's it's like how you see a pitcher who's on a perfect game. Like, like nobody's, nobody's like, you know, grabbing his ass. Nobody's like, oh, hey, bro, look, you, you gonna keep it going. But like, it's like, it's like, look, bro, like, you, you don't talk Here's to me, bro, we, like strictly business. <laughs> Here's a question for you. Guys. How many more games will it be before Christian Wood crosses 30 minutes? He has yet to hit 30 minutes in a game. What's the one, most he's gotten? I think like 27 or 28. And those were like he's only playing like 2022, 20, 23 now. Last like, but we won the games. We won the games. So to me, it's like it's trending downward. And I am not like I'm not super super pressed just because the doves have come and and I know these guys have more in the tank. So I mean, yeah, like like we beat we beat a, a Raptors team without Van Fleet. He played 29 minutes in the New Orleans game. Which we lost. And I think that was famously, was that the game or was it the Oklahoma game where Jason Kidd was like, look, I changed the lineup and it didn't. That was the Oklahoma City game. Yeah. He played 28. He played 28 minutes. And since then, in the three wins, he's played 23, 23, and 22. So maybe there's something to, (laughs) he has to play less, but (laughs) it's, it, it's just such a laughable situation. (laughs) that the Mavericks are like, oh man, we, we upgraded the front court with Christian Wood and JaVale McGee. And then it's still Maxi Kleba and Dorian and, and Dwight Powell time. Like it's, we trade yeah. for these guys. We sign these guys in the off season. And it's like, nah, it's, it's Dwight Powell and Maxi. That's, that's, that's what we're rolling with. <laughs> Forever, what do you got to say about your boy, uh, Josh Green? The Josh Green, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy um balling out yeah balling out at five points a game it this is this is a hilarious development to this season to me because it simultaneously is a little underwhelming because it's like oh yeah he's scoring like six points a game like okay whatever but he looks like he looks like and he has been he is a useful rotation nba player and that is really all we need from him. And I love it. I love it so much. He's shooting like 60% from three. He's only shooting like two threes a game, but he <laughs> is shooting threes at, at a really high percentage rate, like highly efficient. He's playing some stingy defense. He's taken some notes from Jose Alvarado and is, and has ch- had some chase down steals. Um, he's just, he's doing, and I, I, Jason Kidd has commented, like we got to get him more minutes he's he has slowly but surely moving up into like 20 minutes per game range which is really nice considering i again i mentioned like dorian and reggie cannot play 35 minutes a night the whole season and so to see to see josh green start to take some of those reggie minutes particularly um is great to see like that's honestly like between like we talked, I think, beginning of the season, like Christian Wood was the big, splashy, like, must have a good season from him. But if Josh Green becomes 
a useful guy that you can play 20 minutes a night, that is also huge. That is, that cannot be understated. Um, he's, uh, he's, he's goon of the year awards currently from me. Um, he has a super high plus minus, which like, again, like plus minus is kind of a weird stat that can just generate these crazy moments. But I think part of it is like, he plays hard. He knows his role. He does what he knows how to do really, really well. And he doesn't play outside of himself. He's not getting too caught up. Um, so we love to see it. Josh Green hype train was real. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, I'll leave it at that. I, I feel bad for for hating on him uh, at our last. I don't, did we put that one out? I don't know. There was one episode recently where I was like really hating on him. And it was only because yeah. he had a bad game one and two. Uh, he had a bad, not, not a bad, but, uh, you know, like th- those were his, you, you know, those were his weakest games so far. And, and so I was kind of like, ah, I don't know. And, and also the, we were also having him and Christian Wood out there on the court at the same time a little more than we have been recently. Uh, not a good idea. Um, so, but, you know, as, as he's been, as he's been playing more, like, yeah, that that's super exciting. The time going up. I'm um I'm back on the Josh Green train and I apologize for all the um, for for last night he hit 20 minutes for the first time this season. He's he's nice. been it he's been floating between like 13 to 17 minutes a game. Um and a nice seven piece, a seven piece. Got got 3000, you know. Yeah. Playing he's, tough. He, yeah. He is strangely in this spot where like when he shoots a three, I kind of expect it to go in. Like it's, it's weird. It's yeah. nuts. Yeah, it is a weird feeling. It's he's come a long feeling. way shooting wise. He makes yeah. his presence felt too. Like you just know he's on a court. He's mm-hmm. a, just a real active, he's super energetic. If you yeah, had, if you, hungry. if if let's rewind like ten games or like let's re- rewind a month to like beginning like before the season started. If you had told folks like, hey, Dwight Powell is going to start. And, and people are going to be clamoring for more minutes for Josh Green. People are going to like, we're, you're, you're going to be a week into the season and people are going to be like, start Dwight Powell and give Josh Green 30 minutes a night. I've seen some people say like, start Josh Green. I don't know like how crazy that would be. Look, all I want to say is back when Rick Carlisle was still coach and Josh Green strangely started like three or four games in a, in a rough stretch and we won two or three of those games. I was on the bandwagon of like should have started should have started Josh Green the whole season. Should have we, we would be eighty two and zero with Josh oh, yeah. Green starting. <laughs> yeah, that's, like that's the not, thing not about the NBA. All. Yeah, but the thing about the NBA that it's just hard to it's hard as fans it's hard to wrap our heads around is that so you really can unleash a guy like they they are limited in a way and and all of them are are all of them are heroes. Well, they all came from from running it up in their, in their, whatever, in their high school, in their state, in their AAU. So like everybody's got a bunch of abilities and, and can probably shine if given more minutes. And, and if, if not shine, like at least improve significantly from like looking like a scrub when, when really they're yeah. just, you know, when they're just instructed to like, all right, bro, we're losing, bro. Like, go, I don't know. It's whoever needs some rest, go out there, stand here yeah. and wait for this play to, you know, like, really they might be built for something different so yeah like it might be a, i would not complain one bit i would be i would pop another bag of popcorn if if uh, <laughs> if we decided to start josh green you know that would be i you know dust off the tivo and, and save it <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah it's kind of like he's he's finally getting an actual rookie season which feels yeah. annoying to say in his third year in the league um, <laughs> but he's finally getting to play like rookie minutes. And if he, and if this was, if there was, this were the Detroit Pistons, he would have been starting or he would have been playing, you know, uh, 20 plus minutes a game from the get go, but because it's the Mavericks and because we have certain expectations, uh, he sat for a while, but I, yeah, I'm excited for him that he's finally getting to show and has finally like grown into the player that we, are kind of hoping him to be yeah so real quick there's a a little monologue that spencer dinwiddie 
kind of recently kind of spoke about uh, his his teammate Dwight Powell. And this, I think this was after the Utah game where Dwight Powell just had like an amazing game. You were at that game, that, uh, Jay. Um, so afterwards, since we're doing when he talks about how 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 great of a teammate he is, how he went from being a starting center to giving losing his job and then cheering on, you know, Javel McGee and all that he did. Um, and just like, but he stayed ready to hop in and, and, you know, obviously had the great game that he did. Um, and now Dwight Powell's in the starting lineups and, and we won the next game after that against the Raptors. What do you guys think of, of that whole development? I mean, we don't have to touch on it too much. I think we kind of already did, but um, where, where are y'all at with that? And Dwight Powell was looking fire on that YouTube YouTube game at the Utah game, <laughs> um, and seeing and him. Just in imagine real life, him playing like the ba- the band U two in basketball. Alley Hoop Tabano, if you imagine, Tabano <laughs> like five four. I'd love to see that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, DP Dwight Powell, he looked he, he was looking super agile. Just just we were only a few sections behind the game and, and he was one of the more um i don't know he was one of the more energetic more you know like he, he really seemed to be be making a presence and and um you know doing this thing really getting in there playing tough like he always does i'm um i'm pretty excited about it. i'm look, i'm looking into his game logs right now i'm digging for it because i'm curious like as dwight powell's been playing more i wonder what's been happening um he did play 18 minutes in one of our losses, but in our other two losses, he did not play at all. So there's something, I don't know, maybe there's some, there's some truth to the Dwight Powell train. He also just seems like a nice guy, bro. He seems like a great guy. And oh, if yeah. he really, if he really is beefing it up, then, then that could be, that could be another reason for Spencer's excitement. You know, like if Spencer's super fired up after the game, we saw him last night fired up for another reason. Maybe we should touch on that a little bit too. Oh, um, <laughs> it's too much. We have Tony dispense. Brothers, it's on site. It's on site. Yeah, yeah I, don't even, I wouldn't recognize you at the grocery store, but it's on site. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, we're uh, we got a beef now with the uh, Tony Buzz and them, but the monologue suspenser <laughs> definitely are good signs. I think at least the, at least the Dwight Powell one. You know, the I'm, unit I'm cohesion is strong. Unit cohesion is strong. The team chemistry, the intangibles is strong um yeah i'll i'll just say like dwight powell is one of those guys who like we we have lots of mavs fans have dogged on him sometimes unfairly sometimes rightfully so because in the past he's played like in some <laughs> cases he's he's started and he's played in past seasons he's played 20 25 even 30 minutes a night because he was he was kind of our iron man um iron man luke garrick style not iron man tony stark style um <laughs> like or cal ripkin jr style um just like a super tough like and he brings energy every single time he's on the floor he is he is the poster child for the goon the goon award for the like can't shoot can't really can't really like dribble or doesn't have anything flashy in his game but plays hard all the time goes after loose balls, does all of the little things really well. Um, and so, and so we've needed that in these, mo- in these few games, especially given that like JaVale McGee is old and slow. He's old and slow. He doesn't have that, that much left in the tank uh, or doesn't have the, the kind of energy that Dwight does. And honestly, in the modern NBA, like JaVale is only going to be useful in games when we need to throw him at maybe like, maybe soak up some fouls on Joel Embiid, like maybe soak up some minutes against a Jokic or, but he's not super useful when we're playing five out or when we're playing, you know, when we have to switch everything and Dwight Powell is, um, but he's similar again to harp on Like he's similar to Josh Green in that he's not, he's never going to put up a flashy stat line. Like he is rarely if ever going to put up a bunch of stats, but but you, you feel his impact on the court. Like he's going to take, he might score five points and he's going to take three elbows to the face, but you, but you know what you're going to get. You're going to get the energy and positive things happen when he's on the court because of that energy that he brings. Um, Similar to Josh Green, the energy and athleticism that he brings 
positive <laughs> things happen regardless of whether he is you know scoring 25 points like that's that's not going to happen hardly at all um but you're going to still you're going to get the positive out of him being on the court and some some of the guys we have have been a kind of net negative and so you need you need Dwight yeah. to balance that out yeah if i, I had think, to pick I think... oh my man, i was going to say real quick if i had to pick two words just iq and confidence i think i think that's how i would because i you know some guys I call snipers, some guys I call goat, you know, but, but, but IQ and confidence. That's what, that's what Dwight Powell, I think, uh, having a Dwight Powell on your team. Yeah. He'd be a great guy, about. loves the he, team and like tries hard every time. Uh, but he's, but he's not getting paid. He's not, you know, whatever out here in a club, he's not, you know, in the studio or, you know, he's not on, on the commercials and stuff, but he's still like, I think that's probably a great thing to have for like Luca and the young guys around. Yeah, he's. I think he's the longest tenured Maverick, if I remember correctly. But I think like he currently on the team. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's to me. Dwight Powell is is like. I, I think when we talked to Bobby Corrali about it, not uh, not the most recent time, but the time before our first time we talked last to him, year. Yeah, it was it was more of like, uh, he kind of described it as like he gets the he's the butt like the butt of every joke because he's not the best player on the team and he's getting a lot of time out there and and like he's not like a seven footer so he's got he's got a height difference anytime he goes up against a big and he'll get outplayed by you know uh you know by other bigs but i think like in matchups like utah he can feast and get out these rebounds that you know other guys aren't gonna like hustle as much for he's willing to he's willing to you know uh, do everything that a lot of other players won't like Luca and things like that. So, and I think the biggest reason he's on the court is because he and Luca have that connection. And I think people, I think the the coaching staff assumed like, Oh, like JaVale and Luca can get that connection, but with like a bigger wingspan and a wider catch radius. And that hasn't happened yet. So I think the safest thing to do is, is, you know, go, go with what, you know, go with who Luca knows. And I think, you know, that, Get we'll Javel out of the equation. It needs to be the <laughs> Dwight Powell or Christian Wood and Maxi. Like that is the big man rotation. It's Dwight, Christian, and Maxi. Like we'll see. Uh, so before before we go, last thing I wanted to do is the way too early standings check in. Okay, oh, so I'm gonna do a rundown uh, from one to ten. Give you guys a heads up where we're at. So number one, we've got the Blazers. Number two, got the Suns at six and two. Both of those are six and two. We got the Jazz at seven and three. We got the Grizzlies at six and three. And then we've got the Pelicans, Nuggets, and Mavs tied at five and three. And then uh, on the eighth seed, we've got the Clippers at five and four. Nine seed, we have the Spurs at five and four. And then ten seed, we have the Thunder at four and four. What are your thoughts uh, on the early standings? We're seventh right now. Tied the West for... is just deadly, bro. The West is just deadly. You know, like everybody just balling out right now. And I a think lot of surprises. It, the Blazers and Jazz at the top is the most glaring. Uh, like what is happening? Um, which like there's a part of me that looks at both of them. I mean, maybe this is kind of fluky. We keep looking at the Jazz. Like when are they gonna sell off a few more assets to try and tank a little bit harder? Um, that could, yeah, come any, it, that could come any day now, or it could, it could wait a little while. I don't know. Um, I mean, they've got so many draft picks from the, the mm-hmm. Minnesota trade yeah. and we need to have a garage Cleveland sale trade. episode to discuss. Um, <laughs> it's too early. We don't know what hunting, the motives hunting, of these teams are yet. Like for some bargain bins. Uh, I, I, I would be curious to know, like, how much long like are the jazz like in it to like be a serious team or are they just building the value of their guys so they can trade off and you know tank because it looked like the spurs were gonna you know were doing really well and then they kind of got back to their losing ways um they're still they're five and four (laughs) they have a better record than the timberwolves the warriors and the lakers (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) so i guess like it's early who do you okay who do you we I think we've just already discussed like the Lakers just look bad between the Timberwolves and the Warriors. 
we all had them in our top eight or nine teams. Who are you worried about the most between those two, Timberwolves, Warriors? I mean, it has to be the Warriors, as as bad as they've looked. Uh, and I think the, the Wolves are going to have more uh, cohesion issues with the whole Gobert thing. Um, that's just my... So I'm hearing, but okay. So I'm hearing a vote for both. You think you think the war? You're more worried about the Warriors, but like the Warriors coming up in the standings. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. I mean, like, who is like right now? If the season ended today, they would both miss the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So who are you, if you were a like? It's more so. Who are you worried about staying down there? Who do you think is going to stay in the bottom? Is it the I'm Wolves? going Wolves. I'm going Wolves. Because I mean, going to say you know they're gonna you know like Clay Clay can Clay up. He's been he's been kind of playing a little. Uh, you know, kind of looking at Clay like, okay, bro, like you know you you got to get some money soon too. Like, what are you gonna do? You know, are you gonna are you gonna ball out and and actually you know get your thirty mil or whatever somewhere else? Or you know he like he he could he could still turn it up and there's still incentive for him to do so. And he's got a lot of room too, because apparently, you know, I haven't watched a ton of Warriors, but apparently he's kind of underwhelming so far. He's getting like 12 points a game so far, some some week like that. If these guys aren't shooting that well and you know things just aren't coming together, then there's a chance for them to get it back. It, it, and these guys have done it before. So I'm not super concerned about all that. Jordan Poole getting all that money and Wiggins getting all that. That that's I think long term that's a little concerning. I think last year was the last dance type uh, scenario for them, but but yeah, like I think the Warriors will just figure it out, bro. Like like they they're not gonna be just trash. Even when they were, even when they did take a season off, they were. Uh, I think they bounced. Didn't they bounce uh, LeBron from the playoffs that season? Or my tripping? I think that was a season where they barely squeezed in the playoffs, and Steph was still even. Um, Steph was still even playing hot, even though Clay was out and they weren't contending per se. You know what I mean? So yeah. I still believe in the Warriors. You know, I'm not, I'm kind of just like, eh, it's starting off slow. It happened. If I had to guess, I think that the Blazers and the Jazz kind of fall down back to normal or, or they'll, they'll fall. What is, uh, what is normal for the Blazers though? Is Blazers out of the play out of the playoff picture? Is that normal, or are they going to be a fringe playoff team? I say I, th- I say they end up being a fringe playoff team, but yeah, because I didn't have them in my. None of us did. My, yeah, none of us had them on. And I think uh, Damian Lillard recently injured himself too, so that might be a factor going forward, but. Um, yeah. So right now we're at the seven, we're tied for seven. If we like, you know, it, it's, uh, it's the way too early standings check-in. So th- a lot can change in the next, I don't know, s- 66 games. The Rockets are no 64 games, uh, for Dang. us at least. Um, the Rockets are five and a half games back from first place with the Blazers. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's way too early. Way too early. Way too early for a reason. Um, do you guys have anything else you wanted to touch on before we dip out? Man, um, hopefully Spencer gets his money back, bro. Free Spencer's check. He needs to convert that into some <laughs> crypto. Like, why, why did they? Dude. Tony Brothers needs a team. Like, hopefully hopefully he gets a talking to. And, um, and Can we get an NFT of Tony Brothers with that money? Would that be weird? Yeah, we need, honestly, we need, to, we need to just print one. So, yeah, like, look out for that on the social media you know, look out for our nft drop but yeah hopefully the, hopefully they talk to him bro because apparently spencer was literally talking he was like he was just misunderstood and and a referee he took it out on him and started calling him names and they, like they had a little beef throughout the game that's that's yeah. like super oh wild. wow what do you know i just input the current standings in and guess who's in the lead so far oh no it's, it's your boy Damn it. <laughs> it's very close it's very close right now but it is i think you buying low on the clippers is helping you out right now yeah i also i have so. the warriors as my number one overall seed and i'm still ahead Ooh. of you two jokers so um i'm third aren't i i'm, I'm probably third 
So this is where it gets a little weird. So I've got the plus minus on seeding, like how close are you to like the actual like first, second, third. And then I have the number of games back from each position. Um, I am in first in both of those metrics. So I'm just <laughs> get shit on. Um, and then Ben, you are better on seeding than Jay is, but Jay is better than you on games back. Um, and part of that is because like, they're like, Part of that is probably because there are four or five teams that are all tied like at the same number of games um, back. So it's not super crazy right now. Um, but yeah. That's uh, nice. interesting. I think, I think long game, you're going to fall pretty tough with the, with, if the Warriors keep it low, then like if the Mavs trend <laughs> upwards, like I suspect they will, you know, because three games ago we were, we were, you know, we weren't even in the playoffs. So I mean, looking at that, I don't know. I still like my chances for. Uh, I think for, Jay has the best you know, shot, but I I think the the wild card with the Clippers that that makes it weird with Andrew. But um, yeah, we'll <laughs> just keep an eye on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, anything else? Good. No, okay. Well, no, we good. Th- thank you for tuning week. in. Dan and everybody, we're excited to keep uh, keep it moving on this Mavs season as we track Luca's MVP campaign and as we keep up with the rest of the team. Phil, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Buckets and Beyond and then on Twitter at Buckets Beyond. And be sure to write us a review. Let us know how we did. Give us five stars. That'd be awesome. It would really help support the show. And we out of here. <laughs>